With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The world is waiting. Waiting for new thinking, for bold ideas that embrace a globally connected community, working together to create a better future for all. And that future, it can be found here at UC Riverside. Here, you'll join a community where diversity equals vitality, where support and empowerment lifts spirits and propels ideas forward. Fearless, innovative, connected. UC Riverside. Bold hearts, brilliant minds. So I'm Jerry, and I'm here with Mark and Barry. Hi, guys. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Hi Mark. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Barry. Hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. Can I give a shout to the wife and kids we're watching as well? <laughs> no shame. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, okay, so since April um, this year, we've been podcasting a Celtic A to Z, just going through all the, the great players, great figures, great games, iconic moments of our magical and unbroken history. Uh, today we're going to focus on our, our very proud record in the Scottish Cup. We're already the most successful club in the competition's history. And By some to, distance. Yeah, but a decent, a decent margin, yeah. Uh, and tomorrow we're going for our 40th triumph. So in our episode, we normally each nominate a player or a game, an artefact or a wild card or something, uh, make a case for it to go into our A to Z. Today we're doing it slightly differently. Um, we're each going to propose a couple of nominations um, but also take you through all our Scottish Cup triumphs as well and hopefully reach a consensus on what's the, the greatest Celtic Scottish Cup moment. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So Which is going to be very much argued. <laughs> <laughs> I know, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll kind of open that up to you, to you as well. We'll let us know if we, if we get that right or horribly wrong. Uh, so I've explained that properly, boys. Is that kind of... Yeah, it's a good overview, Jerry, yeah. what we do. Good, OK, cool. Uh, let's make a start then. So we'll kick off with a nomination before we start taking you through some of the history. So, Barry, I think, come to Yeah, I'm going to do the first nomination. So my first nomination is the most recent one that we're going to speak about in today's podcast. And it's from 2017. I mean, I'm starting with the big gun here. I'm starting with you know, <laughs> the, the pivotal moment in the last few years. The game that capped off the Invincible treble. Yeah. But before I talk about that, let's go back a year. So let's put us in a bit of context. 
we had a horrible, horrible afternoon at Hampden Park. We lost in penalties to Rangers. The yes. missed penalty was from the big Australian Tom Rogic. <coughs> yep. And I mean, it was heartbreaking, it was gutting. I just felt, you know, where are we going from here at this point? And then in that summer, Brendan Rogers comes in and the club just has a. It's just renewed almost. It was such a great feeling. It's a big change, club. isn't it? Yeah. It's kind of more of a risk, isn't it? Aye. It's, we've talked, I guess, throughout the series about defining moments in the club's history, and that, that's obviously one of the most recent Absolutely. ones, I guess. And then, as I say, not to go on too much about it, but then we go forward a year, and we've got the same player, you know, Tom Rogic, scoring the winning goal. And a team which has just been completely reju- regenerated, rejuvenated even. Yep. And it's just it's a memory that will just live with me for as long as I, as long <laughs> as I live. Um, and I remember I could see it in my mind's eye, Tom Rogic with that ball running through in the last minute. Yep. Sticking it <laughs> at the back of the net. You think he's too, he's, he's, just, he's too wide? I think I was shouting, square it, square it. <laughs> <laughs> my limited yeah. knowledge. <laughs> and the thing as well about that cup final as well, Aberdeen were clearly the second best team in the country oh, yeah, at that yeah, point. Yeah. They had a good team. You're talking Johnny Hayes, you know Kenny McLean, Niall McGinn. You know, they were a proper solid team. Yep. Don't get wrong, Celtic were phenomenal that year. Miles better than everybody else, nah. but it was a proper occasion. And I remember being there, thinking, well, "This is great. You know, we've got the two best teams in the country competing for the final." Well, the thing is, I mean, Aberdeen they hadn't really laid a glove on us. Albeit, you know, you're right, they were second, but I think we beat them like four times in the league. We beat them in the league cup. But you're right, that yeah. was. You felt that was their moment. Obviously, they went one 0 up as well. And they did that glorious mm-hmm. moment about an hour into the game, where they could have taken the lead. But then mm. the last ten minutes is just wave after wave after wave of Celtic attack. And Celtic probably could have ended up winning that game five or six one if mm-hmm. Scott Sinclair had shooting boots on that oh, day. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, the reason I'm nominated is just it was so emotional. And I remember I was pretty much in tears at the final whistle. Mm-hmm. I'm getting emotional now just even thinking about it. It's just, <laughs> Just oh, it was so happy. Just compared to where we'd been the year before, and we were, you know the future at that point just looked so bright. And oh, I love it. I love it. I love it so much. I think that moment when you realise you're loving through Celtic history, yeah. isn't it? Well, an undefeated treble, you know, the invincible treble. It's highly unlikely we're going to see that again. So you're right. It's a it's a pretty special one. And that moment with Tommy Rogic, right the. the the legend of lightning striking ah, well, the park. I mean, it was a horrible, it was a strange, strange day because you had the weather, which is like sunshine, and then it was, you know, a storm basically, and then you had the lightning coming in after we scored. And then I, you've got the bit with, you know, Kieran going off as well, and then come back on to grab the trophy. Yep. It's just, it's just fairy tale stuff. <laughs> Doped up to the eyeballs, <laughs> running <laughs> no. up the stairs at Hamden. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a great moment, and I guess uh, that was. The first of this great run of the fact, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah hopefully, we can, yeah, sort it out tomorrow and complete that quadruple. Excellent. Okay, so 2017 then, uh, and that Tommy Rogic goal. That's the the first nomination. I'm going to take you through, I guess, the the early years of the club now and start our initial successes in the Scottish Cup. So leading up to the First World War, um, the first final uh, we were in was actually the 88-89 season. So the season of our formation, we we ended up getting beat with Third Lanark. In the final, but reaching, it's not a bad start. Good goal, <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> no. so let it. Yeah, too much. Um, but yeah, three years later, we have our first trophy. Um, uh, eighteen ninety-two Scottish Cup. We beat Queens Park five-one, and one of the early greats of the club, Sandy McMahon, gets a hat trick that day. Oh, did he? Well, that, yeah, there's, there seems to be some debate. Well, my, 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 my Bible, my Celtic 95 96 pocket annual suggests it was two goals from Sandy at Man and our own goal. And our own so, goal. Man. I don't think there's any footage just of it, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll make your own video. The Jubilee's goals still make a decision <laughs> on it. Give him the benefit of Give him his hat trick, surely. Hat trick. What a player, Sandy at Man, though. He's a bit of a goal. Yeah, you're right, one of the kind of early superstars of, of Celtic. The game was actually replayed, so we, we actually beat them 1 0. Um, in the first final and it was ordered to be replayed because of crowd encroachment um, and then we beat them 5-1 so you know, fair enough <laughs> yeah, it's a bit odd uh, that you play a game get a result and then say that yeah. play it again I guess that happened uh, a few years later so 1899 the first Old Firm final uh, we won 2-0 against Rangers so not a bad way to end the century I suppose uh, and then retain it the following year 4-3 v Queen's Park 7-goal thriller yeah it's a, it's a cracker and I think it's We've said before on our series, I think in, in those early years, the Scottish Cup's probably the main event uh, rather than the league. Yeah, the league's still in its infancy, isn't it? Really, just get, yeah. getting going. And I think you know, there's amateur teams like Queen's Park. Uh, we talked about Celtic becoming professional in the mid 1890s and that kind of early boardroom wrangle and that. But uh, 
Queen's Park, Vale are leaving teams like this. The amateur teams are still, you know, very much a force in the Scottish Cup. Yeah. Not so much in the I league. I mean, the, the, the Scottish Cup is your ambition at the start of the season at that time, and yeah. that's what you want to win. Certainly yeah. up until probably the turn of the century. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, lost a couple of finals in the, the early years of the um, the 20th century, 102. Yeah. Uh, then another old firm final, 1904, against Rangers, beating 3 2. It's a Jimmy Quinn hat trick. I think I was a real hat trick I've got no complaints about that one. No, I've, I've, I've spoken to the people <laughs> and it's a genuine hat trick. Good stuff. Uh, so yeah, Jimmy Quinn, do you know what I mean? A hat trick and a final against Rangers, that's, that's brilliant. So you missing some, really? Yep. The Croix Express, is that not right from our nicknames episode? We did, uh, uh, had a wee bit of nicknames. nicknames yeah. I think the Croix Express is one of them. <laughs> um, yep, so a couple of back-to-back wins, 07-08, 3-0 against Hearts, 5-1 again v St Mirren. Uh, and then a very interesting year, 1909. Um, don't know if you are aware of what happened. It's like disturbance <laughs> at some point. <laughs> I think that's what you could maybe call it, yeah. So there was, there was two games, I think it was two each first game and then one each. Uh, and then there was a riot. <laughs> this is against Rangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah against yeah. Rangers, and, and the cup was withheld. So 1909, officially, there's no winner. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've read before that it was the fans, rather than a riot between the supporters, it was more a riot against the SFA because and the clubs themselves, because if supporters believed that they were fixing the result, so they could just have a final and another final and another final just to make more money. To make more money. <laughs> Which is not impossible. I suppose, yeah. Well. Particularly in those early days, I'm sure there was a few shenanigans going I on at certain places. I think that's where the, the term old firm what started to come out, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was immediately the suggestion that they're running in the same. Yeah. Um, okay, so, yeah, so 1909... Who knows who's, who was to blame or what exactly went on there? It's probably their fault. It's proven it's probably their fault. Well, let's leave that there, Barry. <laughs> uh, a great era for the club, though, that, that kind of six in a row going into the 1910s, when a few more cups leading up to the outbreak of the First World War. So, 1911 beat Hamilton 2 0, uh, following year 2 0 against Clyde. And then 1914 against Hibs, 4-1. And you just look at the names in that team, in that great six-in-a-row team. Patsy Gallagher, Jimmy McMenemy, Ali McNeil. These are guys we've, we've spoke about on the podcast, yeah. just proper legends of the club. You know, guys like McMenemy, who gave his whole career to Celtic and you know, was effectively manager in the 30s as well. Um, so it's Yeah, that's right. And the cups are so important because they're going towards, fingers crossed, at another... One tomorrow. Well, that's it. They all count. They all count. I know you're right. They're, they're numbers, but one through nine or something there. So yeah, so important for us. For tomorrow. Um, okay, so leave the the history ones for a moment. I'll, I'll throw in the the second nomination, and I'm going to nominate uh, 2001, the 2000 2001 season, which is probably my favourite. Season, yeah, <laughs> in I love terms it. of Celtic history, the sun shone every single day. <laughs> <It> that, <did. laughs> that I was 18, 19 years old. Yeah, what's not to love? You know, it's a great period like when you're 18, 19, you've got a great Celtic team to support as yep. well because like, it just makes all the difference. After years of not having a great one, yeah, yeah it was nice well, exactly. Too. Yeah, because you grew up in the 90s, and you know, so we'll get to the 90s at some point, there's not a lot of success there. Um, but yeah, so Martin and Neil coming in, Barry, you talked about 2016 to 2017, mm. and I guess just taking it from that yeah. that kind of low moment, um, we'd lost the league by what you know twenty odd points. Aye, twenty one points. Aye. Yeah, um, and then Martin O'Neill comes in, obviously turns it around. So, I'm not sure anything will surpass that for me. If you look at the team we had, guys, you know Henry Larson, obviously, um, Lambert, Sutton, Maravchik, Lennon, Thompson. I mean, they're all top quality European yeah. players. Yeah. And defenders, I mean, we had real defenders back then: Mialbe, Valharan, Ramon Vega. That Ramon Vega. <laughs> I'm not sure I would class Ramon Vega as a top quality defender. Yeah. He, was, he was good for six months. But just you know, big rock solid guys. And back, you know, guys like Boyd as well. You know, so experienced. Yeah. That's it. Well, that's it. We had Alan Stubbs and Tom Boyd in the bench that day. Mm-hmm. I think. Stubbs hardly played that season. Yeah. So it's real, I guess, quality all over the park. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'd won the league at a canter. Some great games along the way as well, no less the, the 6-2 game. The cry was no defenders, that one. Uh, brilliant, had a great t-shirt. <laughs> um, and we're going for our first treble since Jockstein and I guess the, the Lisbon Lions team for 1969. Uh, in truth, it's probably never really in doubt, you know, we're... You say that, but you never know. It's a one-off cup game, isn't it? It's a cliche, isn't yeah. it? But you're right. We've been yeah. there before. You know, yeah. games would be fine. But I know, what you, I know what you mean. Our confidence was so high that day. Yeah, the I mean, team was so good that. 
and we get, you know, so McNamara obviously gets the first goal. He actually didn't start, he came on for Moravchik. I, I remember, I remember my recollection of that game is actually being in the pub, which I probably shouldn't say, but <laughs> being in the pub, absolutely rammed full of people. It chairs everywhere, you know, big screen. And McNamara, I remember seeing the ball going through to him, and I stood up on a seat. And I blocked the view for about 30 people in the pub. Yeah, <laughs> so we never the, we the opening goal. I felt really bad about that after it. But uh, uh, it was. I think it's opportunity to apologise if anyone's apologised for nothing. Can you remember Mike Namar as well scored a double a couple of weeks earlier at Easter Road as well? He did 5 2. I did have a bit of form as goal scoring. Yeah. And uh, I remember the Hibs manager at the time saying, you know, the kind of plan to contend with Maravchik, they knew we were going to play Maravchik, and then. When he went off and we brought McNamara on, it just becomes a totally different game. So yeah, totally different players doing different things, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so McNamara gets the first goal and then second half, a double from, from Henrik, 3 0. And it, yeah, it's pretty, pretty comprehensive uh, victory. I think it's a celebration, like you were saying, it'd be in 18 19. It felt like you were out, you know, a semi final or a final almost every week yeah. at that point, and you could go out and celebrate. You know? <laughs> it's like you say, you know, it was just such a great, great period, you know, growing up. Yeah. I actually. Phoned in, so I think we worked together. Oh, we point. did work yeah. together. Yeah, you phoned in sick. I didn't have the guts to phone in sick, so I got your friend to do it for me and pretend. This week on the Marketers Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. She was my mum. <laughs> 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 and then turned up at work the next day and we're like, I saw so I sit with you, Barry. I was like, I, I, I. I'm over it now, though. It's all right. I'm all right. It's, it's fine. <laughs> Up all night, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, phone down sick for the, the pub toilet. There's yeah. bedlam going on outside. <laughs> I think that was probably possibly the first day I experienced a huddle in the street as well, stopping traffic for a huddle. And I've done huddles all over the world now, but I think that was the first one. <laughs> so, very good times. Good memories. Yep. Okay, so um, we'll move on our next successes, I guess, in the, the interwar years. Um, it's not as glorious a period for Celtic. Um, picking up after World War One, next success comes nineteen twenty three. Uh, we Hibs one 0 and then a couple of years later we're back two uh, one against Dundee. It's one of the most legendary moments in our history, which we'll, we'll hear about a little later. Look forward to it. Yep. Um, also, interesting note that was our eleventh success. Um, and so that at that point we overtake Queen's Park and from then on we are the most successful club in the Scottish Cup so almost 100 years on we've been the most successful team and Queen's Park are still sore about it probably yeah. <laughs> they, they never really recovered from that. <laughs> you don't hear much about it um, yeah a few years later 1927 3-1 v East Fife East Fife in a Scottish Cup uh, final yeah it's bizarre isn't it I think you see that a lot in the early days though like yeah. you see wins against Clyde and you know, Clyde. Hamilton and so forth yeah 80 odd thousand people at the game as well Celtic East Fife Celtic lost a Scottish <laughs> Cup tie Athley one time yeah <laughs> I don't remember you bringing that up um, yeah so moving into the 30s now 1931 4-2 uh, against Motherwell um, and we've spoke about this earlier in our series too but there's a there's a great team photo of that day with the Scottish Cup and it's got guys like Jimmy, Jimmy McGrory John Thompson Peter Scarf Chick Geatons Willie Mealy of course is in there it's just a it's a really iconic image, you know, all, all these guys together and winning the cup. And yeah. Plus the sadness as well, though, of the yeah. guys like Thompson and Peter Scott, who died at really yeah. young ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just in the, yeah, in the coming years, that was the kind of last, I guess, that, that, that team was together, obviously it's the following season, I guess, the tragedy uh, with, with John Thompson. Um, yeah, so a few years later, another final, uh, 1-0 against Motherwell, and then 1937, we beat Aberdeen 2-1, and... Do you know why that game's particularly significant? A attendance. It is. It's a, it's a European record, so not only a, a Scottish or a British record. It's actually it's the largest crowd ever for a European football match. 147,000 people. <laughs> I mean, you can't, it's hard to get your head around that, isn't it's, it? You know, That's just insane. I know you... I mean, we come from near Glasgow and you see where Hamden is. I mean, it's quite a small stadium now, relatively speaking, but trying to imagine you know, almost 150,000 people in that space, it's just... That's wonderful. Can you imagine the Houston Tigers at half time? <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Yeah
But yeah, so the, happily we won it. I mean, it would be a pretty sour note if we'd, if we'd lost that game. Interestingly, yeah. it's not, not Celtic related, but I mean, some of the attendances at that period are just... I mean, even when Celtic aren't involved, I was looking up a final. It's a bit later on, I think it's actually in the late 50s or early 60s, and there's a final between Motherwell and Dundee, and 130,000 people turned up for it. And mm. I'm trying to get my head round well, not 130,000 people in that one. <laughs> 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 who, who goes yeah. to the game? Is it just the day out? We just go to the Scottish Cup final regardless of who's playing? Maybe, yeah. yeah. And, and do you know what? Good on them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. There's, there's a period, there's about 30,000, 40 year period where there was like, over 100,000 folk that hand in finals or 90,000, 100,000 folk. And um, yeah, it's, it's kind of glory days of Scottish football almost. Um, okay, so that, that kind of takes us up to the, the Second World War then. So we'll, we'll pause there for a moment and get our third nomination Mark coming to you thanks Jerry. so my nomination is for the 95 Scottish Cup final so yep. this is a game where we, we beat Airdrie 1-0 Big Pierre scores in the ninth minute it's a classic it is <laughs> it's not a football classic <laughs> no it's a classic Pierre goal you know big ball in the box it's a great uh, Tosh, Tosh McKinley isn't it it's yeah what uh, yards <laughs> I love the goal itself, it's great, the cross and the header yeah. are brilliant, but just mean generally, I watched the full game recently and there's barely two passes put together. I, the I think game. it was a high pressure game because yeah. you think November previous year, you know, we lose a cup final to Raith Rovers, I'm sure that was the players back of their minds. Airdrie, no harm to them, weren't renowned for their style of football. I mean, I think what they call it agricultural style <laughs> would be maybe a compliment <laughs> to, to the Airdrie team, I think. Aye. Is it 100 yellow cards he got? I think that, <laughs> I that love brutal, yeah, I mean, um, let's be honest. <laughs> So it was, it was a huge final because it's the first trophy after the takeover in 94. Mm-hmm. We had six years without a trophy, which is just incredible. And, you know, so I know we went periods longer than that without it, but you know, in a modern sense, that's a long time. In your formative years as a Celtic yeah. fan, it's an eternity. Yeah, for, <laughs> I mean, it was pretty much our childhood was watching Celtic get beat. And what, yeah. And I remember feeling quite confident in that game and my dad reminded me, like, well, you know, let's just wait and see. Yep. Uh, and you can see how much the game meant. You think at full time you've got you know, Peter Grant and Bomley stay in tears. Yeah. You know, those iconic images from the Tommy game. Tommy Burns as well. Yeah, it just, I mean, for anyone you wanted to be Tommy Burns to win that final. And I think there's a quote from Pierre saying that he didn't know how much it meant to him until he saw the emotion mm. on the pitch. It was, I think it was a relief, wasn't it? We got our first trophy. Um, and uh, it took us forward. It was huge. I mean, and I remember when we've been back, that was the year at Hamden, but we've been back to Celtic Park the following season. Um, and there was... There was been the share issue and so forth, but Celtic basically sold out their season tickets yep. for, for the part of the stadium that they had built. Yeah. And I remember my dad tried to get season tickets, and we'd, he'd, we'd never had one before at that point, and we couldn't get them. Um, the first day, the first game back after that was a friendly against Newcastle, and Ross Stewart was there, yeah. and we were showing off like the That's Scottish Cup, yeah. and it was a glorious day. Um, yeah. And it just that whole feeling again was, just got done. There was, a, there was an advert that Celtic took out in the, the media, and it was said, This is the beginning. Yep. That sense that, you know, to think that, you know, that great learning quote in 2011, that, that idea, this is yeah, something good. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of feels as if it's a birth of modern Celtic. At that point, 95, we went through our difficult period in the 90s. We are, we're going back to where we belong. And actually, it was a really nice wee touch because Parky Bonner, although he didn't play that game, was actually Jockstein's last ever sign at Celtic. So Jockstein's last ever sign is still involved. And mm. So you get that nice wee bridge between you know the glory years and what we're going to then look forward to to further success. I'd put a wee shout out to Peter Grant as well because he played that whole game injured. Yeah. He made like stitches yeah. from his leg. Just shows you his commitment, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I guess he just bled Celtic. That day he literally did play Celtic. And yeah. you think between the 89 and 95, don't win anything. But the following six years in from '95, after you know the club gets back at its feet, uh, seven trophies, including the, the one you. So it just shows you how that period we're starting to get yeah. more success. We've got with Glory Boys in there as well, '97, '98, and just to sort of finish, there's a, a great story about Gordon Marshall, who perhaps wasn't the greatest ever keeper. Um, he would be. I'd, I'd have him in goals tomorrow. Gordon Marshall was a great story about him that. Full time, he had a winner's medal, and Brian O'Neill hadn't been able to play because he'd been injured and he was quite emotional about it. Yep. Gordon Marshall gave him his winner's medal, so fair play to Gordon Marshall. I think that's a story. That's nice. Gotta say, Gordon Marshall must be a fair age now, though. I'm not sure I'd pick him now. No, stick with Connor. <laughs> <laughs> but that, I think it just shows a nice. It's, it was a great, it's a great memory because it's Tommy Burns with the trophy, and it just feels for us, maybe our generation, this was the start of something good for us. Well, it's, and you're right, I think, I mean, 25 years since then, you're right, Barry, you think you said this a few weeks ago, we have been. 
the dominant force in Scottish football over the last 25 years. Obviously, there's been some ups and downs in there, but you're right, that is the start of... Th- if, you mean, if you were to think about it, I mean, it feels like a kind of year zero type moment. That yep. This is a, you know, we were back you know, to where we should be. Excellent. Okay, cheers, Mark. Um, okay, so moving on from Second World War, then, it's this is a, a kind of less than successful period in our history, the, the post World War Two years. I think we were rank rotten. <laughs> I think that's a technical term. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did win in 1951, um, another final wee Motherwell, curiously, so 1 0 against Motherwell. Um, 1954. I mean, there's still, I guess, a few, a couple of cup successes in there. Uh, Two-one against Aberdeen. Uh, Jockstein captain that day, so that's obviously Sean Fallon goal. That's right, Sean Fallon. Yeah, really Fallon. Yeah, these are great. You know, just great names, great, great Celtic men. Um, That was 1954. We actually didn't win another Scottish Cup for 11 years, 1965. but I think it would be remiss of us not to mention another cup final in those intervening years, which is the 1957 League Cup final. Yeah, but one of our finest ever moments. Yeah. I mean, but, like you say, it's a long spell, 11 years not to win the Scottish Cup. And they did make quite a few finals in between then, just well, to did, go over yeah. the line, but <laughs> would you swap it for that one League Cup final? <laughs> I guess is what I'm getting at. So, you know, a, a cup final against Rangers it, it is always a big occasion, and winning a cup final against Rangers... Is just such a sweet moment, but seven-one in a <laughs> cup final against Rangers. You think you talk about feud? It's a shame you guys like Charlie Tully and you're really mm-hmm. mocking like these legendary players who maybe didn't play in the most successful era. But yeah, the medal collections aren't great. Yeah, but they've still got that. You know, they've got those cups, which is lovely. You know, they're still part of our success, which is yep. great. They all they all count to it. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, so then as I say, you're right. We did lost a few finals in the early sixties. So I guess I mean it could have. We were making finals. Yeah. Just, um, I mean, you've got the 61 final, for instance, that Jock Steen was a manager of Dunfermline. Yep. Um, and, I mean, obviously, Jock Steen was a football genius as a manager, so there's maybe no shame in losing that, in that <laughs> yeah. particular game. But they were still getting there, they just couldn't get over the, go over the line. Same yep. again, 63. Yep. Um, and we were finishing like, mid table as well around this time as well. It's kind of, you know, 7th, 8th. Yeah, I mean, it's not a period. Yeah. But then, as I say, you know, 1965, everything kind of changes and. Mm-hmm. I know we'll probably come on to talk about this in a moment as well, but uh, very much the start of an era. Uh, that, you know, the Lisbon Lions, Jock Dean coming in um, that season, we win the, the 65 Cup. A um, couple of years later, we all know what happened uh, 1967, the only Scottish Cup which forms part of a quadruple, beating Aberdeen 2 0 to obviously round off being European champions, League winners, League Cup winners as well. It's not bad, is it? Yeah, it's, it's a good season. Yeah, it's up there. <laughs> Um, and then closing out the, the decade, um, another treble actually, 1969, 4-0 against Rangers. I watched the footage of that game recently as yeah. well, it's, I mean it's some hiding. Uh, that 4-0 in a cup final, I mean 7-1 obviously is one thing, but even 4-0 in a cup final against Rangers, that's a, that's a great win. Especially because, you know, Scottish Cup going for the treble. Yeah. And they're all great goals, I think George Conley got a goal that day, it's just going down the keeper. It's, uh, and to beat Rangers in the final... Yeah, I mean, tops it off. There's just a magnificent football team. There's no other way to put it. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's a, I mean, it's right at the height of that that team. Obviously, Jimmy Johnson and stuff. So, um, and, I mean, that's our last final. Uh, sorry, that's our last treble until 2001, which I mentioned earlier. So that, that's that's that big. It shows how special they are. I mean, you think we're going for hope for fourth one tomorrow? It just shows you. I mean, these things don't come along that often. I know. It's, we're uh, living in special times. We've seen as many like in the last what three four years as. We did in the first hundred twenty year history. Ah, yeah, we missed out quite a few. Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, move on. The next nomination I'm going to give you is actually 1988, and I I debated between 88 or 89. Um, There's a couple of great Scottish Cup wins the end of the 80s, but I'm going to go for 88 because it's part of the centenary double. Um, Now, there's this talk about Celtic being a fairy tale club. And I was there the night we beat Barcelona, you know, the, the anniversary, the, the birth of the club and stuff like that. And it's moments like that are just so special. Yeah. And I think this probably qualifies for that as well. It definitely does. We were we were underdogs that season in the league. Yeah, you go uh, back to the summer of eighty seven, yeah. They're spending a fortune. As, you know. Yeah. Chalk for all the England internationals and stuff, you know, as soon as Revolution, yeah, it's spending heavily. We've lost a I couple of stalwarts. Yeah. Ah, you know, big, big players. Or... Murdo McLeod, uh, yeah. So McLeod, and... McLeod, yeah, so you, there's a bit of, I guess, turnover at us. So they're just throwing money about. Um, but to win the league that season, 
is, is, is magnificent uh, in the, the centenary of the club. And then to follow it up, obviously playing Dundee United in the final, I think. Dundee, were they in the UEFA Cup final that year as well? Was it I think that it was year? the year before, I think 87. I might be wrong with that. I think, I think it was 87. They were in the UEFA yeah. Cup final. Yeah. I certainly mean they're a top team at that point. You know, uh, clearly, yeah. I mean, so that, and obviously they'd won the league a few years before as yeah. well. So, um, you know, a really great Dundee United team. And they, they actually go 1 0 up in the final, Kevin Gallagher. Yep, relation to Patsy Gallagher. Yes, indeed. Yep. She has skied it, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he obviously went on to have a great career um, in the Premier League down south and that as well, Scotland International. But they go 1 0 up, and then Frank, Frankie Boy, Maca, Maca Venny <laughs> gets a double. Um, so obviously, equalised, I think, 70 odd minutes, and then last minute winner, like scoring. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh yeah, love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingarona, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. A last minute winner in a cup final. Uh, when you're a boy, it's Celtic fan. It's got to be quite special, isn't yeah. it? For the player. And you, you've spoke about it. There's this proper handing in the sun. It is. I mean, it's just, that that's day, it's my, a... my overriding memory of that day. And I, I can only... I don't remember... I was only six years old, so I'm not going to say I remember watching the game on TV. But I've got a vague recollection of the day itself. Yeah. And just the glorious sunshine and maybe I've just taken that from the TV maybe I've just adopted that but you see the pictures on the TV and it just looks like you're in Bermuda or something it's like blue skies there's not a cloud anywhere it's, it's, it's how you picture a cup final isn't yeah. it because normally yeah. kind of rain was that open um, stand yeah. at Hamden as well there's no roof at that point in the, the Celtic so it is so colourful and bright and yeah it's great I must admit I've I've often pretended I remember the 8 and 89 games in truth I don't think I do I think the first one I actually remember watching is 1990 I, I can't <laughs> remember 88 as an event because you had the centenary mm-hmm. yeah. and then you've got the garden festival as well in Glasgow oh, see, I remember the garden festival and the big um, the, 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 the flower crest yeah. of, of Celtic yeah so I do remember that so there's wee bits and pieces I guess in there but I think it's maybe just clouded by watching yeah. footage of it I wish I out to the semi-final that year as well though it's a cracking game against Hearts and a 1-0 down scored twice in the last two minutes all right, okay. uh, just to make the finals. That was that team's thing, wasn't it? You know, never giving up. You know, lots of last-minute winners. Yep. Cool. So yeah, so that's um, the centenary double eighty-eight in that cup final. There's my my second nomination. I'm going to throw in. Um, move on. So into the the seventies and eighties. Um, with again, you know, this is some great moments in here. The nineteen seventy-one, obviously, still part of the nine in a row team. Uh, beat Rangers two-one. Uh, 72 uh, beat Hibs 6-1 and Dixie Dean's ah, hat trick yeah. <laughs> you watch the highlights of that it's just it's just a fantastic team that late 60s early 70s team. yeah it really was uh, 74 3-0 against Dundee United 75 3-1 against Airdrie it's uh, almost a bit of a shame that they lost the 73 final to Rangers because they won five in a row if it wasn't for yeah. that <laughs> well we're actually in seven finals in a row um, yeah in that period it's, I mean it's, it's huge success you'd always take that I guess <laughs> Five out of seven getting to, to seven finals. So it is a shame we couldn't have put, I guess, more successive ones in there. But I mean, that's quite a prolonged period of success. Yeah, well, that pick in there a lot about to criticise. One nine league titles and a European Cup. But no, no, a European final. That really sticks, doesn't it? Yeah, I think if I could pick anything, it would be the final game in nineteen seventy. Yeah. What a change from that period. Um, but yeah, so nineteen seventy seven, another old Firm final, uh, one 0 against Rangers. And that's quite a, a defining moment as well. I think that's it's Kenny Dalglish's last game. 77, yeah, yeah. When yeah. I mean, you yeah. see the television pictures again, there's Jock Steen and Kenny Dalglish sort of congratulating each other at the final yeah. whistle and you kind of just... Obviously, with hindsight, you're looking back and thinking that was the kind of last moment of success for the two of them. Yeah, and it's I guess that it coincides with the, the, the start of the, the new firm, Aberdeen Dundee United. It's a lot of Aberdeen success around that period, late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, like Ferguson team, obviously, um, but we still, you know, we, we still have our moments. Um, at nineteen eighty, uh, which is another riot, another infamous one. Uh, but we we Wasn't won. It a fault? 
It was certainly wasn't. No, well, <laughs> I won't get into that. But uh, the yeah, we beat Rangers one 0 But the game is obviously famous or infamous for the riot which followed. But Daz is at that game, and he said he, he stayed <laughs> until like the final whistle after extra time, and they said he could sense that something was happening. So yeah. he just got himself out there sharpish like that. So he did see Celtic win, but he just like. Basically, yeah. I'm not hanging around for this because something's going to kick off here. It's it's kind of weird to depend uh, because I mean there have been several old firm finals, say obviously '77, even you know early '70s as well, and you wonder something brewing that day. Who knows? Um, but as it's a, it's a kind of curious moment, and it's obviously the reason we kind of get behind it. <laughs> game anymore. Um, Forty years later. Yeah, there's some great. Uh, I won't. Uh, ridicule myself with an Archie McPherson impression, but I think you do it. <laughs> <laughs> his commentary on the riot is just brilliant. <laughs> We're talking about another another wave now. <laughs> Not that I'm advocating riot in no. football, but it's, uh, it's, it's. I don't think Archie McPherson expected to get up that morning and commentate on like police baton charges and things. No, I know it's. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly worth watching as a as a interesting point in Scottish football history. Uh, 1985, so that's that's our next success. We did lose a couple of finals early mm-hmm. 80s to say that Aberdeen team. Aberdeen actually won three in a row under Fergie and a couple of doubles uh-huh. in there. So. The 84 final, we lost, but we've probably looks they equalised when we had 10 men, so they put in a decent, a decent uh-huh. effort. And who was it they get sent off that day? Um, is it Aiken? I think it was Roy Aiken. Never, a send, never a sending off. I just remember you talking about this one before. Uh, we talked about Aiken. Aye. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> we talked about way back at episode 8 a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, you're, you're right. I remember you going on about that. Gordon Strachan was the one trying to get him sent off as well. <laughs> what happened to him? Uh, um, that's right. I remember that, that kind of knitted together. A lot of fans hadn't really forgiven him for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but 1985, a real iconic moment from Davy Proven. Uh, the free kick 2 1 against Dundee United. Uh, Actually, I think that that's the day as well that there's the that, that's the day the protest about the poll tax. Is that that day? Is it? No, I that's the eighty eight one, isn't it? That's eighty eight. That's Dundee United as well. Because yeah. right, the Celtic and Dundee United fans with the red cards. But MacArthur refused to shake hands with it. Yeah, <laughs> just singing where you can stick your poll tax and stuff. Yeah, so. <laughs> good moments. Uh, but eighty eight, as I spoke about, and eighty nine as well. Which I mentioned, I could have picked 88 or 89. 89 is the first proper final I remember. Yeah. I remember we had a TV set in the garden with my next door neighbour. Watch that outside. You'll be a lot of that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, 1 0 against Rangers. It's nice, always nice to an old, uh, win an old firm final. Yeah, and that goal as well is the fact that it never should have stood as well. I mean, it's, yeah. throw in, it's clearly a Rangers throw. That's <laughs> right. Probably he can just take it anyway. <laughs> the rest is like, ah, it's play on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, so that that kind of rounds off the the eighties. I guess bringing us up to that ninety five moment you talked about, Mark. Um, I think we're going to have a next nomination from you, Barry. Yeah, well, we're going back in time to a final that you've already mentioned. So I just want to touch upon the nineteen sixty five final again. So and you've like got you the program from that day. Well, I've actually got the program, the actual official match day program from nineteen sixty five that my um, fiance kindly bought me a few years ago. So this is framed in my house but I've brought it along with me today just to highlight a couple of things Is it, yeah you've been talking about this for a while and I've been curious to get a look at it <laughs> no, we'll come to it we'll come to it but I mean the 65 final as you said Celtic hadn't won the Scottish Cup for 11 years at that point which it's just such a long period of time we were talking about the barren years before of 6 years between 89 and 95 but yeah. to go from 54 to 65 and only really have a couple of League Cup successes albeit one was glorious yeah. <laughs> isn't it enough you know and it must have been a really difficult time mm-hmm. for a lot of the fans and in 65 the Celtic board finally make a decent decision to bring in Jock Stein. more than a decent decision I mean the decision has changed the club yeah I mean our league form that year was you know was terrible we ultimately finished eighth in the league. I mean, eighth okay. in the league. Just, the can you get your head around that as well? <laughs> but, I mean, Celtic have been in a few cup finals before that, we mentioned, you know, 61, 63. But they've never been able to get over the line. And it was just, it was so important for for Billy McNeil, probably more than anyone else, as mm-hmm. the captain of the club, to finally get that first trophy because he'd been there for a few years. Mm-hmm. And to, you know, to actually have some success. Yep. And that changed everything. I mean, first and foremost, the game's an absolute belter. I mean, it's a 3-2 game. Celtic come from behind twice. Barry old, you know, yeah. guy grabbing two holes. And then McNeil himself grabbing the winner towards the end. You know, cracking the header. Yeah, it's a great moment. Uh, 
And from that point on, I mean, Celtic just do not look back. I mean, it's, I mean you can still finish in eighth in the league in 1965 and we're European champions within two years. Yep. I, mean, I can't imagine anybody's ever yeah. <laughs> it's, it's incredible when you talk about a yeah. fairy tale isn't it I mean, they, yeah. imagine 65 thinking two years time the guy's just got that one and goal is going to be left in the European yeah. Cup yeah. it's actually it. something it's like when you're playing Champman and you take over a team who are mid-table but still in the Cup <laughs> and you win the Cup next year you win the league and then next year you win the Champions League <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but that actually That's happens exactly <laughs> what <it is>. yeah. <laughs> it's probably the same players yeah. we're, we're, we're struggling earlier on you show how good Steam was yeah. I mean that, that team that lined up in 65 I think seven of the, the ten outfield players you know played in Lisbon yeah. so there's only a couple of, couple of differences and the other ones are like you know Yogi Hughes who was basically a Lisbon line as well um, Charlie Gallagher who's really a Lisbon yep. line so I mean it's really the same team almost um, aye so a cracking game and just pivotal in terms of Celtic actually becoming, you no know, reborn and actually becoming successful. But the reason I brought in the programme <laughs> was just to point out a couple of things. So A lot of these old adverts and stuff in the programme. So, cigarettes and stuff. And the inside page you've got a part on the referee. There's a few hundred words on the referee. I don't know if anybody's... Who's doing the refereeing tomorrow? Is it... Anyway, I'm not well, sure. <laughs> say for instance it's Willie Collum would you be interested in reading you know, 500 words on Willie Collum before no. the game no, of course not <laughs> um, and then further on it goes on to list an itinerary of the actual Scottish day Scottish Cup final day itself so if you're at the Scottish Cup final in 1965 you want to get in at least an hour and a half before the game it's none of this turning up you know, yeah. 30 seconds before the, the opening <laughs> whistle just to try and grab the huddle so Event number one, uh, 1.45 to 2pm, the band of the Scots Guards doing their first performance with their pipes and drums. Event number two, you've got an invitation mile between at 2 o'clock, invitation mile race under the SAA rules. So, I don't know what that is. So, it's Scottish Athletic. Is it, what, is it like a three-legged mile or something? How <laughs> <laughs> do you have rules for running a mile? <laughs> it's an invitation, so presumably these are proper athletes. Just thought, we'll just yeah. have a wee race around the park before the game. Event number three, you've got a cycle race from the Deal Take the Hindmost by eight riders of the Scottish Cycling Union. So I guess this must have been round the running track for a while. Yeah. Event number four, gymnastics display and pushball match um, by the Scottish Amateur Gymnastics Association. Can I just say, I'd still win the pub. And then event number five, half past two, you've got the school's relay race. So this is a boys medley relay race from the pupils of St Patrick's High School which I'm guessing is probably the one in Coke Ridge and then Lindsay Academy Kings Ridge Secondary School and Air Academy and then that's followed by the girls 4 by 110 yards really race and then you've got a further performance by the Scots Guards so you've got more pipes and drums and then event number 7 the teams come on and then you've got the national anthem being played which I presume was probably God Save the Queen at that point I thought it was Scotland wasn't I think at that point no, no. so mm. I don't know, that wouldn't go well down well. In these days, I wouldn't have thought it's not been no. done for a while. <laughs> so. Do you think anyone went just to watch the pipe bands and left the game? <laughs> Maybe that's where all those thousands it's of people were. It's just there for the race. It's just there for the race. That's a race over for the guys. Uh, I don't know who we going. I don't know, maybe we should bring these things back to the Scottish Cup. It wasn't it? I mean, it seems to be the Scottish Cup final day was an iconic moment in the Scottish football calendar yep. that they entertain people, you know, very much of its time. But maybe they could do that again, you know, make it a big event. Yeah. No, okay, no, cheers for that, Barry. I, I, I do want a proper look at that. I see a lot of old adverts and stuff, punch magazines and stuff. Ah, there's like cigarettes <laughs> and alcohol adverts, which you don't see very much of. Join the days. army. <laughs> Join the army, that's in there. I've seen really old media from the 30s and 40s, and like in the corner of the hotline, you'd send a letter in. They used to go out people's addresses, like Mr. Smith, or you're sitting in Road, Glasgow. You, to, like, you can't do that now. <laughs> no, I know. I can just hide behind a Twitter handle these days. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Cheers for that, Barry. Uh, so, into the 90s um, which let's be honest is, is not the greatest period I feel like I've said that a couple of times already, yeah. but we only I mean one Scottish Cup in the whole decade is, is pretty poor I, think I went to the final in 99 against Rangers that was a horrible day out <clears throat> wasn't, wasn't brilliant was it um, but in, uh, all of changes you know, as I have mentioned earlier on 2001 Martin O'Neill or 2000 Martin O'Neill coming in winning in 2001 uh, Martin O'Neill did add another two, uh, so 2004 beat Dunfermline 3 1, um, and then 2005 1 0 against Dundee United. I think that, that 2004 game, that was Larson's last game. Uh-huh. Probably a real Larson's sad. brilliant that day, uh, two brilliant goals, just a world world class player. Yeah, we did a Henrik Larson special actually um, 
a few months ago now, so you, you'll still be able to get that if you look back for it. We picked out our ten favourite Henrik moments. I think I think that's quite one. hard to do as well. That's the thing. That made it. That was in the yeah. top ten, but it was. It's hard to get ten. Yeah, right. Because there's just so many. It's like a top amazing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Many do a second version of that. I think. Um, uh, but yeah, so that Larson's last game, obviously, great, great memories there. Um, the following year as well, the two thousand five one. Just skip over this. We won the Scottish Cup. Well, it's an, I, I kind of want to touch on it because it's it, we knew Martin O'Neill was leaving, and obviously we just lost the league helicopter Sunday. Scott McDonald and all that, which is.
uh, Jimmy Quinn had said to Willie May, like, that's going to be manslaughter if you let him play because <laughs> he was so small and we know football back was a bit more robust yeah, well, and, yeah. and rugged. <laughs> so I was doing a bit of research. Uh, Patsy Gallagher was five foot seven. So a confident player, Sean Maloney's five foot seven. I think it gives you a, a fight. Yeah, five foot seven. Yeah, um, I, I thought I had more than an inch on Sean Maloney. <laughs> 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 but it's Brian McLaughlin. Uh, it's five foot four. He was one of our smaller yeah. players. So yeah. I think Brian McLaughlin used to run around that curtain basically. Well. <laughs> 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 it was yeah, <laughs> 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 the hoop. But Patsy Gallagher. So I think in those days, when five foot seven, not exactly small, but I think when you're playing that type of football, you know, yeah. the muddy pitches, the big boots, yeah. uh, to be a skillful player, those days was incredible. Um, so, sadly, we don't have an awful lot of footage from that game. In fact, we've got no footage from that game. We've got this kind of pathy style, you know, news reports. Uh, yeah. It's funny when you look back at that kind of era because there's, there's a couple of things which have survived. Uh, there's like Glasgow Cup finals, which there's footage of. Because mm, yes. um, I think there's only, there's very few of Jimmy McGrory's 500-odd goals that are actually caught on on, on, on film. Um, it's, it's in some sense, it's disappointing. But on the other hand, we'll maybe add to the... I mean, the footage you do have in those sort of series yeah. because it's the quality of it, the frame rate. It's it kind of feels like it's come from another world almost. It doesn't it's like feel it's hard to recognise it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a good style of I think Patsy Gallagher and during a game when he's basically got kind of one leg thrown over the shoulder to try and hit the ball. So I think that just gives an indication of you know just how skillful he was. Yeah. I haven't touched on earlier. These guys are legends, and because of their success and because of the hard work, we can still celebrate you know the fact that we're adding trophy after trophy so yeah and you think i said park kids you got a lovely big banner goes around you know, that's the story of the club you know the story of <laughs> more success yeah no you're absolutely right mark thanks for that okay so um we'll, we'll just kind of round off now just a, a couple more to go we've got the and i guess it's the last three the last three years um and obviously the huge success we've had over over this recent period uh, Barry, you took us through the 2017 game. Lovely. Mm. <laughs> uh, a fantastic moment. Let's start again. I'll start crying again. <laughs> uh, the following year, you know, 2018, 2-0 against Motherwell. I was actually in Dublin for my brother Stagdo. Um, remember watching it in a bar in Temple Bar, the Badass Cafe. Uh, big uh, celebration, big huddle in Temple Bar afterwards. I mean, that was proper. I still remember myself and Mark went down to the stadium for the uh, top bus. Paul Tom, that yeah, day. Yeah, um, and it was just pandemonium, wasn't it? Yeah, the only way you can describe it, pandemonium. I mean, it was. Uh, I remember just running after a bus. I thought I go in Manchester and I thought double dip. They got the Celtic Park and then there were smoke bombs going off and the yeah. people crowding the road and then they're trying to get the Celtic way and nobody really knew what was happening. No. And then there was like a wee presentation at the top just outside the stadium, but. Yeah. We, were, we didn't even know what was going on because yeah. you couldn't hear anything. <laughs> I, I just felt... I've watched footage of it, yeah. Because yeah. uh, at that mm-hmm. point, I think a double treble had never been done before. Yeah. Yeah. Look where we are now, you know, it's unbelievable. Um, but last year, which seems so long ago in so many different ways... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 2-1 against Hearts and an Eddie double, the second, just an absolute peach uh, that, um, yeah, It was quite nervous because they took the lead. Yep, uh, but obviously they right. got that penalty straight away to... I'm sure we'd take the same again tomorrow. Oh, I don't know, I hate going behind the cup final. <laughs> uh, hopefully, yeah. Well, no, obviously, well, ideally we would just have one of the Hibs ones I was talking about. We'd just go yeah. early, win 3-0, that'll do. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything at all like that tomorrow, we'll, we'll take. And if Eddie can get another couple of goals, we'll get to, uh, to maybe kick on. to the boys tomorrow. Yeah. Um, a couple of weeks, but... It has been a tough couple of weeks, but uh, you know the, we've, we've had such a prolonged period of success, particularly in the Cups, it's very difficult to... Criticise getting knocked out of the League Cup when you've won what thirty seven. I had to at some point, so I'm yeah, just yeah. thankful that we've had this period of success. Yeah. Well, you look at this uh, thirty seven Cup wins in a row. Ross County, St Johnson, teams like this are your buying average Scottish football sides. If you played Ross County thirty seven times in a row, of course you're going to get beat once. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's this kind of it was always going to come to an end. I think compounded with I mean, Europe's not been great this season. We had our uh, bad luck somewhat with um, some of the COVID stuff as well but you know hopefully I'm not I'm not giving up on anything yet so <laughs> wait to see where, where it goes um, okay so that I guess rounds off our our history in the Scottish Cup I think we're going to um, we normally end on a, on a vote so we normally each kind of propose well what's our favourite moment and then we'll have a wee round table vote so uh, Mark do you want to what's, what's the one you're putting forward then okay one well, I can vote for myself uh, not that I would have done anyway, but I think 65 is so important. You know, Jockstein's first trophy and just the period that comes from that is just incredible. Okay, cheers, Mark. 
Right. For me, um, I mean, it's difficult. There's some great memories in there, and ones that I was, you know, personally at, and then ones from you know, way back. The '95 Cup final holds a special place in my heart, simply because it's probably an age thing more than anything else. It's yeah. Because we had those barren years, because we were so young at the time, and we hadn't seen Celtic win anything really. Um, and also the circumstances of Fergus McCann coming into the club, and the club, you know. Been run properly for a change, you know, and, and buying players. Yeah, <laughs> I think '95 and for us guys of our generation is probably the most important one because I don't think the cup finals in 2001 actually happen unless we win something, you know, in that mid '90s period. Yeah, um, and that's why I love it. So I'll kind of pick that as my, my favourite Scottish okay. moment. Albeit the game itself is awful, and I wouldn't advise anybody to watch <laughs> it. Again. But Just watch the celebrations. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm. Yeah, so obviously when we do this, the, the rule tends to be you can't vote for your own one. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to side uh, well, with you both, I guess, with, with you, Barry, just there, mark your nomination of 95. For largely the same reasons, I think it's it's very much the rebirth of modern Celtic. And it's the first one I really remember sitting, I watched the whole game and just getting properly into it and, and celebrating. When you see Tommy Burns, Paul McStay, Peter Grant afterwards, in tears and just how much it means yeah. to these these kind of guys um, it, everything about it is fantastic and you're right since then it's like a marker that mm-hmm. for the next 25 years um, but I, remember, I remember watching Race Rovers my grandfather um, <laughs> and I, I don't know where I get my nerves from seeing him and then he passed away unfortunately in April 1995 mm-hmm. so it's kind of special that's really special that I mm-hmm. felt as if yeah that's what I love about Celtic is that we have a list of games but we're all in a big family yeah. you know, and we've got so many special moments and today you know raising money for charity um, well yeah a group of people Celtic family it is yeah there's been a lot um, and you know we've given you a wee episode today we've covered a lot uh, in our podcast and there's just some great stories which you you unearth going back over Celtic's history and we've got a a few more specials a few more episodes we're going to be doing coming up hopefully uh, talking about more of these kind of things but that that's I guess our Scottish Cup one today um, and I'm glad we've got a consensus on so we're saying 95 is I, I think a lot of people wouldn't Cup agree moment. with that but it's very much for guys of our generation and, 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 and the way the club moved on from there mm. but that's that's why it's important I mean you could say you know 69 beating Rangers 4-0 was fantastic yeah, yeah. You know, 2017 was brilliant but they're, they're just wins sometimes yeah. sometimes it's significant the significance yeah, yeah. of what you actually achieve and yeah. what the club does after it um, yeah. sort of pushes up Okay, so I think we've we've got our conclusion then. Let us know if you think we're right or wrong. Obviously, you can get in touch with us on, on Facebook uh, or email celticaz at mail.com. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed that today. It's been good and it's been great to be part of this um, this wonderful weekend which Celtic State of Mind are, are putting together. Um, I think we were approaching 12k on the, the GoFundMe, so I think we've maybe just about hit that. Um, obviously, anything anyone can and give would be wonderful and anyone who's already donated thank you very much um, Rock Talk as well our sponsors thank you very much for, for putting that up yeah, for do some great our work. session today we certainly do um, all very much into mental health charities so um, I really enjoyed that thanks Mark thanks yeah, Barry thanks everyone thank for listening as well yep. enjoyed it What's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything, but losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today.
When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text SCORE to 203203. That's text SCORE to 203203. Don't wait. Text SCORE to 203203. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.